Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Hey! Hi! Oh, hey! <laughs> How are How you, are you? Sarah? Oh, oh, we, we said the- at the same time, Jinx. Oh, we've just been doing this for so long that we're, we've meshed into the same person. <laughs> we've merged into one being. Oh, my. But, <laughs> oh. anyway, I'm I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> yeah, doing well. Um nothing too exciting oh no that's a lie yesterday we we went out and had a long date the first time of like I think it was six hours in total we were gone without baby boy so that was fun did a little anniversary celebration went to dinner and the movies and quickly realized we're way too old for movies now because (laughs) teenagers just piss me right off same girl (laughs) same also happy anniversary Thank you. Yeah, uh, everyone. It's Sarah's and her husband Greg's first anniversary, and pretty wild to think that you celebrated your first anniversary and you have a a newborn. What a change! I know. <laughs> it's so wild. We were talking about that because you know, of course, we're trying to like have dinner and not talk about our baby, which is all you know our conversations exist around, and we're just like, you know, so boom. Um, what's been the highlight of uh, our first wedding year you know as a married couple what you know we're like thinking we're both like having Rory and I was like I know yeah. we're not supposed to like talk about the baby but that is it so well, yeah you you, you kind of have to say that yeah <laughs> it's wild I can't believe it's been a year but yeah we quickly um realized that we're just old farts now who you know our parents you know we were talking about with the kids kids these days as we were in the movies watching I saw we went and watched Wakanda forever the new Black Mm -hmm. Panther and it was amazing um but of course these little farts were like chatting like chatting the whole time making noises and I was like fuck's sake I can't go to the movies anymore because it just makes me so angry (laughs) we're too old (laughs) too old I don't have the patience I feel it I feel that yeah just being in public tests me daily (laughs) right yeah Uh... oh Oh my God, I'm such a grumpy cow these days. I'm just like, <laughs> I'd rather just sit at home and watch it on the TV. Like, I 1,000%. Can't. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, Anyhow. I have a couple of just very quick announcements, shout outs to the new patrons. We have Noelle. Hello, Noelle. Oh, hello, Noelle. I'm sure you're going to be hearing your, your name a lot in the upcoming month. But oh, yep. <laughs> Sarah. Oh my Sorry, mom joke. <laughs> um, and also Jessica. Hi, Jessica. And thank Hello, you, Jessica. Thank you both for joining us on Patreon. Um, yes. so we just recorded a separate Patreon episode that Sarah prepared, and it was great and just uh, it, it, maddening. Also, yeah, prepare <laughs> as for a, that. <laughs> as a lot of these are, but if you want to get some extra content and support the show, just go over to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Oh no, wait. Hold on. It's patreon.com slash not so Molly Mormon podcast. There we go. <laughs> Struggle bust, you guys, today. Brain's we're not on. Yeah. We're um, but I am very pleased to announce to you all that I've been so busy and Sarah just stepped all the way up and was <laughs> like, you know what? I'll prepare this entire episode. She did the Patreon episode and this week's episode all by herself. And I don't really even know exactly what's coming and I'm just I'm very grateful especially because she has 
a new baby. So thank uh, you, Sarah. <laughs> of course, Katie, you do it almost every week slash basically every week for a long time, especially now that I've been on maternity leave. So honestly, it's like the smallest thing I can do. And I did it while uh, breastfeeding in the middle of the night. So let's see how together my notes are. You know, <laughs> I'm we'll, excited to hear. <laughs> we will see. It could be a complete disaster, but bear with me. Um so it's a bit, it's an intense episode, so I do want to give a trigger warning. Um, it's talking about the most recent um, really unfortunate tragedy that happened in Colorado Springs with the, the shooting in the LGBTQ plus bar where five were killed and 17 were wounded. So just as a trigger warning for those of you who are listening, it, it could be something that you maybe want to wait a while to listen to or maybe never listen to because it is such a horrible tragedy and it's just really devastating. Um, but yeah. I think it's important to talk about, especially as the shooter was identified as at least growing up as Mormon. Um, we don't really know if he was a practicing Mormon. That hasn't been confirmed from, to my knowledge anyways, but we do know at least he was brought up Mormon. And we have an interview of his dad, which kind of says a lot. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. And so I think just as a heads up, so, you know, skip ahead. Right now is your chance. Um, it's quite intense, but... And I'm not even going to go into the actual, I guess, like the details of what happened. But I do want to talk about the church's stance on being transgender because yeah. that is really important. And people, you know, in social media, especially I've seen a lot of people and, you know, even Katie posted that the shooter was identified as being brought up as Mormon on our Instagram. And I've seen that going viral across multiple social media accounts where it's like ex-Mormons or whatever who are posting it and Mormons just defending and being like, you cannot defend or you cannot blame this on the Mormon church, blah, blah, blah. blah. And of course, yes, the Mormon church did not kill those five individuals and wound those 17. They didn't have the gun in their hand because first of all, as an organization, they didn't hire them to do it or tell them to go do it, but their teachings are yep, what's problematic. Exactly. And the teachings are behind it. Yeah, exactly. And especially with the recent talk that was given where it was Holland, I believe, yep. right. Mm-hmm. Who used the analogy, you know, musket fire. That's, that's come on. If you have someone who's maybe not in the best mental state or maybe understanding or grasping of what's right slash wrong, whatever, however you want to say, if you hear terminology like that and that type of language, it's problematic. And that can lead to something that as tragic as what happened in Colorado Springs. Oh, exactly. Because like we were just saying in the Patreon episode, uh, Mormons really revere their leaders, especially someone like Jeff Holland, Jeffrey or Holland Blit. Um, Yeah, and he said, if if you guys didn't know, he gave a speech at BYU about how BYU needs to be different from society. And and the premise was that they need to stop being so accepting of the LGBTQ community and they need to take up musket fire. And, uh, of course, the church's defense is that he was using that as an analogy and not literal. But, again, like what Sarah said, it's you have all these people who are listening to you you have responsibility to uh to not incite violence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So before I get into the church's 
stance on being transgender. I just want to quickly kind of give a recap of the the situation that happened, the very huge tragedy that happened. Um, And this is taken from my resources from the most recent I could find. Again, I'm sure there's more recent out there because this was from, I believe, a few days ago. Let me just pull up. Yeah, this was November 24th. So I'm sure there's more recent news articles out there and, you know, you can look up and see. But this is from The Guardian. Um, So just a quick news um, article. It's Colorado Springs suspects father makes homophobic remarks in interview. So. I don't know if you watched it. I watched the video of his dad giving this interview. And again, I'm not saying his dad is the person to blame. Like his his son did what he did. You know, he, he killed five people and he wounded 17 and was horrendous. So take it with a grain of salt. But I think this is a lot that this is his father and this is the terminology that he's using. Well, and, and I, I think it's important. I think it's important. Like like you said, of course, the blame is all on the shooter for doing what what that person did. But it's it's important to look at why why they believed that way. So yeah. church they came from, their background, and then their parents that will make a huge difference in how they think about the world around them, including how they treat people. So yeah, exactly. that's important. Exactly. And I'm not I mean, I think you guys can all like Google this after the episode or during the episode and watch the actual interview yourself. But one of the things that has been standing out and what's been going around that's been viral is that his dad, you know, basically. So there were a series of interviews and Aaron Brink, which I believe that is that. Yeah. So that is the dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. And so the shooter who was identified is Anderson Lee Aldrich. His father is Aaron Brink. He told San Diego's CBS 8, quote, that when he first received a telephone call from his child's public defender, his first reaction was to question why his child was in the club, quote. And then I go on to find out it's a gay bar. I said, God, is he gay? I got scared. Shit, is he gay? And he's not gay. So I said, phew. Okay. End quote. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like his dad is still an active Mormon just based off of his language, but the fact that he still has the beliefs of Mormon. Well, and that you, I can't wrap my head around um, getting a call about your child murdering people. And what you're concerned about is that he he might be gay. I cannot, I cannot fathom that, but. I th- Again, when we take a step back, you you look at what the church teaches and the intense homophobia in the doctrine. Mm-hmm. That's where that stems from. And even just from like society in general, especially in older generations, it's like all compacted into that. And holy yeah. shit, that's just it blows my mind. It's really horrible. And then, the, you know, his dad goes on to say, too, which is even I mean, it's it's I'm again. The person to blame is Anderson Lee Aldrich. He's the one who pulled the gun and did what he did. But I mean, when you hear how his dad speaks, it's just like he needs to be blamed as well for. Yeah, it's like no wonder, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he even says so. It goes on to say, Brink, a mixed martial arts coach, told CBS Eight that he had taught his child to fight, saying he had offered praise for quote for violent behavior really early. I told him it works. It is instant, and you'll get immediate results. End quote. 
So he's already, you know, first of all, making comments that are very clear that he's homophobic and then saying violence is the answer because you get immediate results. And he also said at the end of it, so he, so his dad lives in San Diego and apparently has a stage name, Dick Delaware. <laughs> Don't know where that comes from, but he told the station that his family was Mormon and he is a conservative Republican. I so, think no, I read somewhere that he like was involved with like making or acting in porn. So maybe that's where that name came from. Yeah, but. that's what I think. So obviously, I think, again, like his dad's not the stereotypical Mormon. He's probably not one who's going to church every Sunday or no. anything. But he grew up in that mindset and clearly still has the same views. Um, right, the same beliefs that exactly. being gay is is wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, so before I get into the church's stance, I do just want to read off the names of those who were killed because I think it's important to remember their names and to give them a moment of silence because it's just absolutely horrendous. So we have Raymond Green Vance, who was 22, Ashley Poo, I believe is how you pronounce it, 35, Daniel Aston, 28, Kelly Loving, 40, and Derek Rump, 38. Um, um, obviously, we give lots of support and condolences to the family and loved ones of those who suffered at the hands of a homophobic piece of shit Anderson Lee Aldrich so it's it's absolutely like it's just it's like heart-wrenching I I just you know these people were having fun and and enjoying themselves with their friends at a yeah. nightclub and and they didn't this it's just so tragic it's it's horrible it's tragic it's and the thing is it's going to continue to happen until a change is made in the u.s i mean obviously it's not just pertinent in the u.s this you know the stuff homophobia and fear of the unknown and you know being different exists all around the world but in the u.s i mean it's mad to think that greg and i were looking up the stats that there's a mass shooting i think in this year alone like Six over six hundred in that year. More than yeah, more than three a day. It's it's I horrible. and just when you when you combine homophobia and transphobia, that mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be honest with you, it stems from religion. Yeah. Um, when you combine that with the insane amount of guns in America, it it's a recipe for disaster. It's just yep. it's giving these monsters weapons and uh yeah it's a problem it, for sure it's horrible and i mean even his dad like again uh, just this other quote he has that and you were right sorry i did see that his dad was an adult film star so that's why his name comes from there so clearly he's not a practicing mormon but no mormon. but was and i think um the shooter also was like on the church's records so yeah he, he was, was yeah mormon. Because I believe the church, and I could be wrong, listeners, but I thought the church even issued a statement saying, like, I saw it in Deseret News that um, he was on the church records. Yeah, they and they were quick to clarify that they didn't think he was active. But it's like, yeah. that doesn't really make a difference when he's been hearing these homophobic things his whole life. I yep. mean, it doesn't really matter if you're active or not. <laughs> Yeah, and this is actually the second um, Mormon shooter in Colorado. I was looking up, there was another one, which I won't go into, it's like 2008. 
um, that was a shooter. But I believe that one was more of like he had issues with all religion. And I think he converted to Mormonism, like, and then went and did a mass shooting with different churches. (sighs) That wasn't Mormon, though. But anyways, that's a whole other episode because I was talking to Katie about this. And it's super problematic that almost, you know, these shootings happen, but they continue to happen and people just continue to turn an eye to it in the States. Like it's not, it it blows my mind that people are like worried about their guns more than they're worried about lives. I just, honestly, it terrifies me. And I think about like bringing, you know, if we were to ever move to the States and especially having a kid now, like I'm terrified. I would be so terrified to bring him to school. Yeah. Like you just don't know or going shopping, like going going anywhere. Like it's, I mean, obviously this stuff happens everywhere and it's, you know, it happens in London as well, but not mass shootings because guns. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, Anyway, so let's just go on to the church. Um, I have a couple of things to say. Oh, yes. Please do. That I pulled up. I saw some really interesting quotes from this article I found on Newsweek about it. Um, they had a quote from Kate Kelly, who we remember she got excommunicated because she wanted women to have the priesthood. How dare she? <laughs> she she told them, she said, uh, everyone in the queer Mormon community was afraid something like this would happen because the dangerous rhetoric of Mormon leaders combined with a highly armed population is volatile. Like, oh. yeah. And as a former Mormon missionary, I recognize a clear connection between the murderer's actions and the church's teachings. In the Book of Mormon, there's a very clear story about how it's permitted, even necessary, to kill if that person would lead others to unbelief. Nephi 4.13 mm-hmm. clearly states, Behold, the Lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes. So yep. it's a really good article in Newsweek, but I thought that was, and there's a lot of other people they interview that were part of the Mormon like queer community and ex-Mormon queer community. And they're like, well, yeah, this is, this is exactly anticipated i mean we expected we have feared this for so long because because of the teachings and because of the scriptures that say Mm -hmm. it's okay to hurt and murder in in order to quote unquote uh fulfill god's will and that's incredibly dangerous and so terrifying and we just saw it happen yeah so just wanted to share that. Little no, bit. I'm really glad you shared that. And that's an article that maybe we can even do like a deep dive in another episode to go through yeah. that. I think that's really important to hear that perspective and yeah. uh, to go like give it a bit more attention and focus. Yeah. Ooh, yikes. Um, yeah. So I just went to the church's website. They got a lot of traffic for me this week, which I hate. <laughs> I don't like that. But I just wanted to know if they actually had a section where they explicitly talk about being transgender. Like I wanted to, because we we hear about, you know, same sex attraction, but I've not ever really saw like detailed description or stance on transgender other than the proclamation to the family, like as in, you know, man and woman, that's how it should be. But I wanted to know if they had like an actual section on that and what they would say and how because you know the church and members of the church are really good about skirting around this issue or like especially in what's happened the tragedy that's recently happened it's where they make it sound like they're they're okay with it you know like it's fine we just you know you you can't practice it but like you still get the blessings right oh if you're trans yes yeah yeah and they very much um i've noticed whenever they speak or 
write or whatever about this topic is that they'll they'll start with we love and accept everyone exactly. they they very much sugarcoat it right from the beginning and then they sneak in you know what is actually acceptable for mm-hmm. transgender people mm-hmm. yeah exactly so obviously that's not the case and even on their own website so if you go to just as a reference to what I'm quoting and where I went. It's churchofjesuschrist.org and then it's hashtag topic, not hashtag, sorry, backslash topics, backslash families and individuals, and then life's challenges, hope and help. So there's a page that they have. Already called, though, life's challenges, as if yes. being, like as if that's just a challenge that was given to you. Like, come yeah. on, someone's identity, just let them be. Okay, but whatever. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. So this is page and, and the whole, so the subhead is life help. And then underneath it, there are all these, you know, different categories you can click on that range from abuse to addiction, adoption, disabilities, divorce, education, employment, mental and emotional health. You have parenting, pornography, of course. There's pregnant and single, same-sex attraction, suicide, transgender, and welfare. So they have a whole section for transgender, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me quickly close out of that because I don't want to give them any more traffic. I copied and pasted it somewhere else. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so when you click on the one for transgender, the first thing it says is understanding yourself, which sounds okay. Yeah, they're like, you know, it sounds a bit right. positive, like understanding yourself, you know, maybe identifying, like, I mean, we always say this, but their PR is so good. They're so good at making it seem like, oh, look, this seems nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the first section and again, you guys can go here and look at it. I'm I it was hard for me to, to pick and choose. So it might be a bit of a longer episode because it's just so much that I think is important to highlight from their actual page. Like this is from the church's website. So no one can argue with us <laughs> on the page. Sarah, you're taking it out of context. <laughs> That's what I didn't want to do. I didn't want people to listen like, well, you were paraphrasing. It's like, no, I'm going to read it straight from the website. That's um, what I do too. Because it, it gets so annoying when they're like, you don't really know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So obnoxious. Okay. So it says, what does transgender mean? Quote, some people experience feelings of incongruence between their biological sex and their gender identity. As a result, they may identify as transgender. So incongruous. I I can't pronounce that word very well. Incongruous. (laughs) Did I say it right? Incongruent. Incongruous. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, listeners are probably shouting at us if we're getting it wrong. Sorry. (laughs) Please do. But even when you look it up, like there's, you know, so that's the noun form. And then we're going into like incongruence is the adjective. And some of the the synonyms for it is like out of place, inappropriate, unsuitable, unsuited, out of keeping. Mm-hmm. So already like I thought was interesting how they're describing that. Because, um, you know, every word is handpicked. Yes, oh. exactly. Yeah. 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 And then the next section is, does God love me? Of course, they have to put that in. <laughs> and yeah. I like, they, they start with this too. Yeah, it is exactly what you said. They always start with like, 
you know, here they say, quote, yes, God loves you. He knows and loves all of his children. And he is aware of the challenges you face. This is something this that is a challenge. this is something that um, even as a Mormon, this is when I started questioning when because I I learned that the church uh, was against gay marriage with Prop 8 and all of that and how homosexuality is a sin, as they would say. And I would be like, wait a second. Like, I'm taught that God loves everybody and God mm-hmm. wants us all to, quote unquote, go li- live with him forever. So why yeah. why would God make someone gay and then say that it's a sin? Like, that doesn't make any sense if it's a loving God. Same with, like, transgender to say, like, I just put you in a in a body that doesn't fit with how you identify. and But then mm-hmm. you're supposed to be like, but he loves you just don't be your actual true self though. I'm just like, wait, that doesn't like make sense. If it doesn't make sense at all. And it doesn't make sense to be like, so this person, I'm going to give them the quote unquote ideal Mormon life by making them a white cis male. But for you, I'm going to give you this challenge, quote unquote challenge. And you know, it's just like exactly what you're saying. It doesn't make any sense. It literally just. Yeah, he loves you. He loves us all the same. You. Yet there's all this this racist, sexist, yeah. homophobic, transphobic bullshit. Like, okay, it doesn't seem like God loves everyone the same. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And even like this rhetoric, you know, so it goes on. It says, and this is from, I just want to say that this quote comes from In the Enzyme, um, May 2019. Oh, so. boy. Okay. Not long ago. Uh-huh. Sister Sharon Eubank taught, at quote, I testify you are beloved. The Lord knows how hard you are trying. You are making progress. Keep going. He sees all your hidden sacrifices and counts them to your good and the good of those you love. Your work is not in vain. You are not alone. So that would sound out of context. That sounds great saying that the Lord knows how hard you're trying. But what they mean by hard you're trying is trying not to be yourself. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like, okay, trying, but for what? And in this context, it's under the heading of transgender. So you're trying to not be who you actually are to please this abusive God slash church. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, Then the next section is how does the church define gender? So black and white here, like there's no, yeah, there's no misreading it like how some people and who are still Mormon decide to do. So quote (laughs) unquote, uh, gender is an essential characteristic of heavenly father's plan of happiness. The intended meaning of gender in the family, a proclamation to the world is biological sex at birth. There it is. So So. they can say all they want about Mm -hmm. love and acceptance, but if you don't identify as what you were assigned at as at birth, like, I guess you're just going against God. What? Yep. You're going yeah, against they can, HF's they can, plan of happiness. HF can fuck off. The <laughs> church can fuck off because that's just, you can't have it both ways. I hate it so much. Like we're so inclusive. We accept you, but actually God doesn't want you to be who you are. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they have it in black and white here, which is why I thought like these are, you know, hidden gems. And what I was saying to Katie are little like continuous 
content here because they have it on their page. It just takes a while to find it. It was a lot of like, it was you know, <laughs> yeah. four or five clicks through to you get. You kind of got to dig in sometimes because a lot of times they'll put the really fluffy stuff on yep. the front page and then you just do a couple clicks and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which is what happened because I didn't even know this page existed even as a Mormon. So that's <laughs> what I found interesting. I was like, I didn't know that they had a section like this. Maybe it's new and they've developed it in the last five years. But when I was Mormon, I definitely did not know that they had an actual like page on their website dedicated to each of these sections. Well, neither did I. Like, and I'm most, most Mormons don't know even about the gospel topics, essays, or no. anything like that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so the next section is, what is the church's position on transitioning? So, quote, church leaders counsel against elective medical or surgical intervention for the purpose of attempting to transition to the opposite gender of a person's birth sex. There quote, it is, again. Yeah. Again, yep. Exactly. So it's black and white right there. And then it says leaders advise that taking these actions will be cause for church membership restrictions. Uh-huh. I remember so. reading about this when they put something about this in the church handbook, I believe in maybe 2019, to where they were changing words to make it seem softer. So instead of excommunication, they would they would say things like, Membership of, yeah, membership restrictions, stuff like that. And yeah, one of the things that gets you to that point of discipline is if you present as the gender that you identify as, mm-hmm. which is yeah. fucking wild. I, <laughs> it's it's horrible. And so, oh, it's so weird, too, that they care so much. I just ugh. it's. I mean, this whole section, I just think it's important to even call because it's like the actual stance of the church. And it's quite a long one, so bear with me. But like, I found it like, well, there it is. Like, there's no misinterpreting this at all. And if you're an active member of the church who you say you support, you know, LGBTQ plus community, then you obviously don't because you believe in a church that this is on. This is their belief. This is what they teach. Like, on Yeah. Yeah. So it goes on to say leaders also counsel against social transitioning. A social transition includes changing dress or grooming or changing a name or pronouns to present present oneself as other than his or her birth sex. I get this. This infuriates me. Don't tell people what they can and can't wear and how they Mm -hmm. identify like ew. But they love you, Katie. They love love you. you. They love you. They just don't want you to have any control over your own self. Yep. Yep. Um, Goes on. Leaders advise that those who socially transition will experience some church membership restrictions for the duration of this transition. Restrictions include receiving or exercising the priesthood, receiving or using a temple recommend, and receiving some church callings. Although some privileges of church membership are restricted, other church participation is welcome. Hashtag tithing. <laughs> I was just going to say. So so here's, here's what it is. You are just being yourself and you want to go to this church because you believe in it. You go and uh, if, if they suspect that you're dressing not as your assigned sex, you get your temple recommend taken away, which means you don't get to go to celestial heaven, celestial huh. kingdom. But don't you fear? You can still give them your money. That's still allowed. Uh-huh. That's honestly what they're saying. Exactly right. So you get a, you get stripped of all of these like quote unquote you know privileges of being a Mormon, but yeah. you can still pay them. That is still allowed. <laughs> you can just you can always pay them. Oh, 
it's disgusting. And yeah. I just, I know that we're just mad about it, but also how sad for someone who, who truly believes in the Mormon mm-hmm. doctrine and they believe in like Mormon Jesus and stuff. And then to be told like, well, sorry, can't like have any of the blessings. Cause yeah, exactly. It's a really, it's sad. It's really devastating. And I just don't, don't understand it, but it gets worse as we keep going. So oh, buckle boy. up. Um, it continues, quote, transgender individuals who do not pursue medical, surgical, or social transition to the opposite gender and are worthy may receive church callings, temple recommends, and temple ordinances. Some children, youth, and adults are prescribed hormone therapy by a licensed medical professional to ease gender dysphoria or reduce suicidal thoughts before a person begins such therapy it is important that he or she and the parents of a minor understands the potential risk and benefits. So I want to just highlight here the sentence above, there is reduced suicidal thoughts. And then the next sentence is then the church saying like, oh, but you really need to understand the potential risk and benefits of receiving therapy for this. Well, and it's like, no shit. (laughs) Like you should know the risk and benefits of anything, but why do I need my church to tell me that? Yeah, and it's also like, okay, literally home like prescribed hormone therapy is to help with like reduce suicidal thoughts. But yeah, then you're saying yeah. like, oh, but you really need to understand the risk and benefits yeah. of this. Yeah. Okay. And then it, the next sentence is if these members are not attempting to transition to the opposite gender and are worthy, they may receive church callings, temple recommends, and temple ordinances. Ring a bell? They've said this line three times now. Yeah, you cannot attempt. Also, yeah, they use the binary all the time here. You cannot attempt to transition to the opposite gender yeah. as if there's only two. But then, yeah, okay. So you just, uh, they just it's part of that brainwashing. They keep putting that same sentence in, like, and you're worthy. You can receive. And you're calls. worthy. Are you worthy? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, if a member decides to change his or her preferred name or pronouns of address, the name preference may be noted in the preferred name field on the membership record. The person may be addressed by the preferred name in the ward. Thought that was interesting, though. So they can change what they would like to be called. But again, I bet that comes with some discipline. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. And this is from and then the next line in this section is from the general handbook, which was in 2021. I okay. OK, I don't know. Actually, no, that's a lie. I don't know what those numbers are. It just says 38.6.21. And I just saw 21 and thought that was the date. But that's not clear. Oh, that's that's right. just the section of the handbook. Yeah, it's a section of the handbook. Um, So this says, quote, the church does not take a position on the causes of people identifying themselves as transgender. The causes. The causes. Yeah. I mean, you know, how would they how would they feel if someone told them all of these these men like you're not really a man? Mm -hmm. I just I don't understand how they think that there's like some cause. People just are who they are. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And it, it keeps going like if you guys when you read this in detail and I think because we take these articles and like pulled them out for notes and like pick apart these sentences. It's so clear how you see the brainwashing. It's always the identify as the first part of like, we love you, but, mm-hmm. or, you know, you, 
we accept you, but then you won't get these blessings if you're not worthy, but you can be yourself, but you won't get this. Like, it's very, like, it's so manipulative mm-hmm. and it's so easy how you could fall into under like being brainwashed by this church because as a oh, member, yeah. you read it and you're like, okay, makes sense. They're, they're really supportive. No, this is an open church, but you have to read in between the lines and see like they choose, as Katie said, they're very particular for each word that they choose and exactly. it's for a reason. Yeah, and it's it's quite alarming after leaving the church and then reading these things because we've said this before a million times, but like back when we were Mormons, this was not even anything. Like we thought this was normal. We thought this was yep. good actually, which is exactly. wild. But our brains were not working properly. <laughs> <laughs> our brains were not working properly for sure. Um, yeah, so then the, the next section is, do I belong as a member of the church? And of course, as the same pattern or formula they have starts with, yes, church members need you and want you. If you identify yourself as transgender, we know you face complex challenges. You and your family and friends are just as deserving of Christ-like love as any of God's children and should be treated with sensitivity, kindness, and compassion. Okay, so how, right there when I read that, I was like, again, it's like totally gaslighting you because it's saying like, you know, you should be treated with sensitivity, kindness, and compassion. But all the sections above were clearly saying like, you can't be yourself. It's a sin. Like you, you're not worthy if you you are yourselves, essentially. So, right. How How is is it, how is it true kindness or compassion when you're telling someone if they want to transition that? they're not worthy anymore. You know, they're, they face disciplinary consequences. Like that's not kindness and compassion. Exactly. And then even this section, it says, or this, this part of the section quote, not everyone around you will be perfect in expressing love, compassion, or sensitivity in the world today. It is easy to find offense and to cause offense. Significant challenges. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. Significant challenges can make us vulnerable to unintended offenses due to misplaced words or misguided comments. As members of the church, we are all learning and growing. I'm literally like holding my head in my hands right now. That pisses me off so bad because again, it's like almost as if you choose to be offended. And then they're also using other members of the church as a scapegoat for their teaching. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. oh, well, if that person, it, you know, doesn't accept you, that's on them, not on us for teaching them not to accept you. <laughs> yep. But it's also like, you know, obviously taking the horrific tragedy that just happened in that club and the five victims who were killed and the, you know, wounded. It's like you take that line that says to unattended, unintended offenses due to misplaced words or misguided comments. Well, this shit was a lot worse than some misplaced words or misguided comments. Yeah. Yeah. Much worse. Um, and it starts, you know, just from that dismissive, like, well, you know, it kind of, it can make you vulnerable to, you know, un- unintentionally having some misplaced words and misplaced guidance uh, or misguided comments, you know, we're, we're all learning and growing as members of the church. Well, and, then and what happened just happened. And it's 
it's victim shaming too in yeah. a way like if you choose to identify as transgender like holy shit but that's what they're saying if you yeah. choose to identify as transgender then you're putting yourself in a position where things might happen or be said to you and you mm-hmm. just need to like forgive them because we're all learning and growing no you're not learning and growing you're keeping this this rhetoric alive that's like uh-huh. if yep. the church came out and just said didn't didn't have any of these caveats about well you can't transition if they were just like oh yeah trans you know trans people exist and that's totally fine and we love you then a lot of this violence and hateful rhetoric would probably stop mm-hmm. exactly you wouldn't even have to have this fucking section about it oh and and also like so again when I was reading this article my I was like scratching my head the whole time being like but they just said in this previous <laughs> paragraph this but then this contradicts and then I'm confused like so then it's the next section is called how can I participate in the church but then we were just told that if you decide to quote unquote practice or identify as the gender opposite of what you were born whatever they say is disgusting then you aren't worthy of the blessings or you know, like they already say that you basically yeah. can't do anything like anything in the church other than pay tithing, essentially. And then you have this section that's how can I participate in the church? So they flip it again to make it sound like, oh, wait, no, there you can participate. But how they word it is like all are welcome to attend sacrament meeting, other Sunday meetings and social events of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, you can read that and be like, oh, well, that's fine. But if you remember the previous paragraphs, you just can't have the full blessings of the church, i.e. the temple recommends. Right. I mean, and and you're allowed to attend sacrament meeting, but they didn't explain that they're not going to let you take the sacrament. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, yeah, I guess you can go and sit in their pews and and whatever, but you can't, like, do anything that has any consequence if you actually believe the doctrine Mm -hmm. of it. Yep, and you can still pay tithing, and <laughs> yeah. as it says here, this part was so ridiculous, you are encouraged to attend, be active, and look for opportunities to share your talents and skills by serving in your ward and stake. <laughs> so you can still serve the church, your ward and stake, and pay tithing, but you're just not going to get the full blessings. You just don't get anything from it. Like, you just yep. give of yourself, and you don't get anything. Cool. Uh, yep. And then they give you a little warning um, here. It says all who attend are expected to avoid creating disruptions or distractions contrary to worship or other purposes of the meeting. Oh, do you think they put that in there for like? Because all the videos that are going viral of like people going right. sharing their testimony and calling out the right. justices of the church. Yeah, definitely. Well, and maybe even like I could see them putting that in there as like if you dressed as the gender you identify as and you quote unquote cause a distraction. Cause for example, if I went to church in a suit, uh-huh. people might be like, Oh, what's, why did she do that? Blah, 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 blah. Causing a quote unquote scene. Yep. Um, I can see that that's something that they're trying to reference there. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I think that's what it is. And then like, again, they do this, <laughs> It's like they want to cover their ass in every possible scenario, like we've talked about with their oh, PR. Yeah. Yeah. So how they worded this is like it can cover anything, right? So they say, because they just said, like, all are welcome to attend sacrament meeting. That was literally two paragraphs above. The third paragraph says, 
Since circumstances vary greatly from ward to ward and from person to person, bishops and state presidents counsel with area presidencies to determine how to address individual situations sensitively. So, again, it depends on, and then they say, such as the use of restrooms and attendance at various meetings and activities. So they just said all are welcome to attend these meetings. But then the third paragraph says, but, you know, circumstances, they vary from war to war. So depending on how transphobic your leaders or the 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 congregation is, you might just be asked to leave. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then it even says, quote, most church participation and some priesthood ordinances are gender neutral. Examples include being baptized and confirmed, partaking of the sacrament and receiving priesthood blessings. However, priesthood ordinances. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got to stop. I just got to stop. <laughs> they have to throw in these things are gender neutral. Exactly. How be like, OK, OK. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> exactly. I read that and I was like, I made your eye roll. Like, seriously, you put that in there. It's so ridiculous. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so it ends with, however, priesthood ordination and temple ordinances are administered according to birth sex. So, right. So, so again, again the they're, they're obsessed with, like, what's in your pants. And if you happen to have a wiener, they yep. are just going to say, you have to be a man if you have that. Uh-huh. And that's the only way that you can have the priesthood and do all the things that are the power. But if you are a man and you don't have a wiener, then they're like, no, 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 you can't do any of that. It's like, what is, why are they so obsessed with that? Like, what You're is obsessed. wrong with that? <laughs> it's so obnoxious. Yeah, it drives me absolutely insane that they're just like obsessed with having a wiener and having the priesthood. Like you just, those <laughs> like, are the two things. It's so, it's so dumb. It's so and, dumb. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so then this section, okay, I'm telling you, it gets, it gets better and better. Oh, boy. Oh, no, Sarah. <laughs> Keep going. So this section is titled, If I Have Already Transitioned, Am I Welcome at Church? Okay. So, again, same formula. They start off with, All of Heavenly Father's children are welcome at church. If you have chosen to transition, you may still be eligible for pap- baptism in our welcome at church meetings. And then there's even, I guess, a section in the general head and book called See Transgender Individuals and Persons Who Identify as Transgender are in the general head and book that you can reference. And then there's this quote that it's just so it's so problematic and it oh, sums boy. up the Mormon church. So this is not long ago. This is a, a talk called Spiritual Capacity in the Enzyme, November 2019. Okay. okay. So Sister Michelle Craig taught, Latter-day Saints come in many shapes and sizes, but all are alike unto God. Black and white, bond and free, male and female, single and married, rich and poor, young and old, lifelong member and recent convert no matter who you are or what you're dealing with you are invited to the lord's table so no matter who you are if you're you know not white if you're you know transgender not married you're single blah 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 or you're dealing with something (laughs) you're invited to the lord's table okay but are we though like are we sister craig 
You can't just say that. And then the actual rule book says that you're not allowed. (laughs) Yeah. I like read that and I was like, how can you even put that in? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like you're first saying black and white. Well, we all know that the church's like doctrine and core doctrine and beliefs is racist. Like we know that, like, it's not the same. We know that's (laughs) not the same. Like you're saying male and female, you're already disregarding and like having it be like cis, right? Like in Mm -hmm. ginger, like it has to be male or female. You're already talking about being single versus married. Like that's a thing that shouldn't exist, but it is in the church. Like, rich and poor well that's a huge gap in the church like we know that like because you take everyone's money like it's just insane like I just love the the vagueness to it like you're welcome to the Lord's table but she doesn't elaborate it's like there's all different areas on there I guess if we really are all invited because women she said male or female traditional cis yeah relationships male uh women cannot get to the celestial kingdom without a man Yep. And, like, it's completely disregarding everything that the church teaches about how you get to live with God after you die. And that mm-hmm. is being straight and white and yep. a man, or you have to be with a man. Exactly. Yes, it's gender. Yeah, exactly. So, I, so, again, it's that vagueness of, like, you're welcome to the Lord's table, but what does that really mean? But we're going to cover our asses and say something really vague so that... It's up to interpretation. Yeah, let it we look good. <laughs> hey, okay. So this section is is a doozy. Buckle up. Oh boy. Oh, and yeah, I got my seatbelt. <laughs> click, click, click. <laughs> it's entitled "If I'm Faithful Enough, Will My Experience of Gender Incongruence Go Away?" So, oh boy. Oh, yeah. No. Remember that episode we did on you know conversion therapy? So, oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's along those same lines. So it says, quote, experiencing gender incongruence is not a measure of your faithfulness. Many people pray for years and do all they can be all they can to be obedient in an effort to reduce the incongruence, yet fine, they still feel conflicts. Conflicts, sorry. This is not unusual. The experience varies along a spectrum of intensity for different people and at different times for the same person. The experience may also vary for children, youth, and adults. <sighs> so it's not a measure of your faithfulness. It's just a trial that you're going through. You can pray. I mean, many people pray and are obedient, but just, you know. It's just a trial. Person. But it's like, I. it makes me feel so sad for people because it's like, oh, you, you feel this and it's just going to be a trial. It's different for everyone. But like, it wouldn't be so hard if they were just accepted as who they are Mm -hmm. yep exactly and then their solution is quote the intensity and duration of this experience may not be in your control however you can choose how to respond oh god (laughs) some people find it helpful to focus on how their experiences help them learn and grow aligning our will with god's will is an important act of faith that brings great blessings now and even greater blessings in the world to come Oh, does it? Yeah. So, you know, you just, you have to choose how you respond. That's in your control and just be faithful, you know. And then you'll get, and then that awful teaching that comes up all the time that you'll just get blessings after you die. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. 
Um, yeah, I'm just going to skip that part because it's just the same shit where they're just saying basically the same brainwashing that they do in like the formula where it's always like, mm-hmm. are God's promised blessings available to me? Yes. If you're faithful, if you're worthy, if you. <laughs> it's the whole thing of like, yes, it, it's what they say to, to someone who's gay. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you can have these blessings, but you just can't ever be with somebody you love. Exactly. Like, uh, it always comes with a but. (laughs) Exactly. And then they have this section, which, to be fair, when I first read it, I thought, okay, that's quite good that they put that in, like, resources for, it says, what should I do if I'm depressed, anxious, or have suicidal thoughts? And it says crisis helplines. And it says call an emergency service provider or a free crisis helpline in your area. And then it has, like, if you're in the United States, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So I thought, okay, that's good. They're no longer suggesting that you use their resources, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, I was so hopeful. (laughs) Yeah, I was too. I was like, okay, they've made a change. This is positive. But then further down, there's a section that's depression and suicide. And it says, research shows that if you experience transgender feelings, you may be at high, how they word it to experience transgender feelings. Okay. You just experience them. You're not who you are. You're not who you are. It's just, okay. Yes. You may be at higher risk for depression or suicide. If you are depressed or contemplating suicide, please know that you are loved. You may want to seek the help of a competent mental health professional. And then it says, see preventing suicide, churchofjesuschrist.org for resources. Oh. Okay, and here's the thing, too. It's like, okay, good that they put some of that in there, right? But, like, maybe these suicidal ideations and thoughts wouldn't be there or wouldn't be as strong if Mm -hmm. the church didn't teach that it was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it even says, like, in this part, too, which I found, uh, again, it's like, I understand that they're, It's like, okay, you put in the first section, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I think that's great. Thanks for doing that. But then you link suicide and depression to God, like your connection and relationship with God or like your faithfulness. And that's the problem. So they say like, quote, in the October 2019 General Conference, Sister Reina Alberto shared her own life experience with pain associated with depression and suicide. She explained that depression, anxiety, and other forms of mental and emotional affliction can distort the way we perceive ourselves, others, and even God. So, again, just leave out the God part. Just say, like, this is what happens. This is a, a, yeah. a physical and a mental illness that you have. Like, this is how, you know, it's not anything that's in your control. This is not anything that's linked to religion at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> depression, you just need you need treatment. It's not anything... Yeah. Spiritual. Yeah. And then again, so, you know, after that first section of them saying, you know, call the National Suicide Helpline, I felt positive. And then you read the section below and you're like, okay, they're still connecting it to God. And then they end on this, which just like pisses me right off where I was like a full circle again, where it's the same formula of like, look, we're so hip and with the world. And yes, we are accepting. And yes, we support you. And yes, here are these resources that are outside the Mormon church. But then let's go back to where it's going to make it confusing and conflicting and tie it all back to religion and sins and conclude with the trust and faithfulness. And that's all you have to do. So they end with the section called trust in God. No. Yeah. 
Trust in God. And it's from our favorite, which I found super ironic considering the tragedy that just happened, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland. And he says, he well, it says, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland speaks compassionately of dealing with depression. Quote, whatever you sh- your struggle, my brothers and sisters, mental or emotional or physical or otherwise, do not vote against the preciousness of life by ending it. Trust in God. Hold on in his love. Know that one day the dawn will break brightly and all shadows of mortality will flee. And that was from 2013 in his talk, Like a Broken Vessel in the Ensign. So not that long ago, after he just gave a talk recently saying, calling upon people to basically exclude the rest of the world, like anyone who's different, who's, you know, that we should be above that or more, not we, but Mormons should be above that and use musket fire. But then he's going to tell you to have compassion and trust in his love. He's the, yeah, he always says things like, I love you so much. I weep with you. But then Mm -hmm. on the other hand, preaches that you need to stand up against the world. And yep, stand up against transgender people. So that's essentially what he said, which again, the church didn't pull the trigger, but their doctrine and their, this whole section that we could just read, imagine if that got a hold, you know, someone read that who was a member of the church and had beliefs that were very wrongly aligned in on many ways, like they could interpret that as right. That's what I need to do. I need to stand up and use musket fire. That's well, what I'm going to do. I mean, exactly. Ex- that's exactly it. It's like, I mean, sorry for people that are going to hate what I say, but I'm just going to say it. It's like yeah. the, the January 6th, uh, insurrection uh you know all the violence that happened it was because trump was like inciting that right like trump was telling these people what to do and getting them all riled up Um, exactly and it's the same so it's like he has he didn't go to the (laughs) you know he wasn't there but he he was behind it and has responsibility like same thing with the church when you're teaching these things and then you throw in violence mm-hmm. and people are listening to you and they think that you're speaking for God. I mean, what do you expect? A hundred percent. So that is the thing. They, they hide behind their members and that comparison, you just, yes. yeah. the, the white house and what happened with the Trump and everything. That's completely true. Like they hide behind their members. they, you know, we all know as members, I mean, those of you who are never Mo, they, you know, the the church presidency, which is the prophet and his apostles and councils, well, they'll every year when they're not every year, but anytime there's like a, a presidential race or campaign where you're going to vote or anything political in the states, they send out these letters encouraging you to vote for those aligned with their with the Mormon beliefs, but they're not telling you who to vote for because they don't take a stance on that. Right. Well, like cause you're not technically supposed to say like endorse a specific candidate, but exactly. they do it in a way where it's like, it's very clear who, they, who they want you to vote for and what issues they want you to vote in what way. Exactly. Yeah. And they do that with issues like this, for example, where yeah. it's like, well, we're not telling you to, you know, take arms against those who are different, but we are saying you should stand up and be an example slash, you know, do what you got to do. 
to make sure that right. basically people aren't who they want to be. Right. Our- and I'm, and I mean, I think we need to get into a whole other episode about um, we've had people request us to cover Desnet, like the Deseret Nationalists. They're yeah. the hate group. Uh, they they thrive on Twitter, but they very much are like they're these this group of Mormons that are openly, proudly homophobic and racist and violent, and they like worship Brigham Young. And they love Holland, you know, and and it's like they're out there and they love this shit. And we need to probably should cover it more. I've been avoiding it because it's I hate talking about it, but they're the product of the uh, the teachings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the church, as we've said, like if the church really was welcoming and said that they loved everyone and blah, blah, blah they wouldn't teach this shit. And also they would apologize for having this stuff, yes. this, this type of rhetoric and, and communication and what happened. They would already have apologized and been like, you know what? We yes. fucked up in the past in regards to racism and regards to sexism and regards to homophobia and transphobia. We want to do better. Let's move forward. Da, da, da. But they don't do that. So all of this is right. just, fluff. it's all bullshit. It, it and, truly is. You're so right. Yeah. Yep. Like if, there could be significant change and Mm -hmm. they might lose their hateful bigoted members that, that enjoy the, uh, those bigoted parts of the, of the doctrine. Um, but like they could change if they wanted to, because we all know they do it a lot with other things. They do it a lot. (laughs) Celestial Jesus changes his mind all the time. He's like, I don't know what I want to do. But and that's the thing, you know, Katie and I, we both would agree that if the church just apologized and took out all of this problematic language and doctrine in the the church's beliefs, and people were still like, okay, well, that's no longer in there. We're progressive. We we've moved forward. We're inclusive. We sincerely mean it. But people still want to believe that Joseph Smith put his head in his hat and. <laughs> you know, wrote a book of Mormon that they've corrected and left out, you know, the fact that erasing Native American history yep. and change everything. And if people still want to believe in that and pay them tithing, then I don't care. Do it. Yeah. But yeah. the problem is, is that they have this doctrine that is problematic and is continued to be taught and no one is apologizing or making these changes and members are still paying tithing into this organization. Right. And shit like what just happened in Colorado Springs I think is something that is absolutely tragic and horrific. And my heart goes out to everyone who is affected by this, but it's only going to continue if this type of rhetoric exists in the world. Yeah. And especially in a huge organization like Mormonism. Yes, exactly. Perfectly said. Whew, sorry guys. That was a doozy. That was a, a tough one to get through, but I think it's important to talk about. And we obviously didn't go into the detail of what happened in Colorado Springs, which I think it definitely deserves that and can be a completely different episode. But I just wanted to address what happened and the church's stance and why, yeah, we can blame the church for this. Mm-hmm. It's at least a sliver of it. At the end yeah. of the day, it's still, you know, the the shooter is the the main blamer. You know, he's the one who pulled the, the trigger, but the church has a portion of of blame, like to be blamed. So I think it's something that needs to be addressed and highlighted and people need to stop defending the 
church and just say, yeah, this is problematic and we need to do better. If you're a Mormon and you're listening to this, you can at least agree on that, that yes, that is yeah. problematic. You need to do better. Yeah. It, they can do better. That's yeah. it. Thank you for preparing this episode. <sighs> yeah. Thanks for uh, being patient with me with all, it was a lot to, to quote from no, the church, a lot of rhetoric from the church that we hate, but at least it wasn't starting with yay. <laughs> and it, it came, came to pass. To pass. <laughs> at least Very it wasn't with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we love you all and yes. we'll be back next week. We'll be back, you guys. Be safe and we love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.